Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Dev, Kim, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you want to end up one or two hours show and get the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level. Full with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates sweep their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and greats. The 4 for 26, so the war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. Yo, what's good, War Room family? Once again, live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports. On, of course, the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm the bull, Dev McMillan. I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brother, Jimmy the Blueprint, in the building. Look, we're in week number 12 of the sports shutdown due to the global COVID-19 pandemic. As states reopen in phases and the leagues start to ramp up, return plans, we're going to discuss what professional sports may look like in the next month or so. So keep it locked right here with us for a little while. Uh, we may not be going the whole two, but if you want to get in on the conversation while it's still going on, make sure you sign in right now to the By the Hood chat room. That's at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Or you can join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls on the Digital Extreme Tech hotline throughout the show. That number is 323 323- Four one zero 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 one two. But before we get started, like we always got to remind you, during the week we're not live on the air. Just make sure you give it a minute. You know, go to warroomsports.com, check out the Warroom Sports Podcast Network. You can listen to archive episodes of our show, The Broad Street Line, uh, John Appetit, uh, Tissue and the Tape Hip Hop Show, After Further Review, a whole lot of stuff. Just check it out. You can also do that on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spreaker. Right here on Blog Talk Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you do your podcast yeah, listening, you, you're most likely to find us there. Now, look, man, what up, Jim, man? In the midst of all that's going on with this global pandemic, where most folks are supposed to be in the house, it was still a tough week for black people and race relations in the good old U.S. of A. We had, just in the last week, we had three white people file false uh, reports to the police about black people and one more unarmed black man killed by a police officer in the streets of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, rest in peace to uh, George Floyd. Um, yo, when are they going to legalize being black, my man? Still waiting uh, on that law. I don't, even, I, I don't even know what to say. Like, it's, it's, it's it's painful and and it makes you angry, man. I still haven't been able to bring myself to watch that full video, but um, man, don't you know if you like, haven't yet, spare yourself. Yeah, I I really I really haven't, man. I'm I'm like the the the, the trauma porn. I'm like so over trauma porn, but at the same time, like, yo, <laughs> you know, what I mean, it's one of those things where you know this goes on, but now it's being filmed and put it's put in front of the whole world to see, man. Right. And, you know, I always try to stay solutions-based, man. So I just think about, like, you know, other things. I, I, I'm to the point now where I don't try to argue the points, right? Because, you, you know, you got your crowd who want to tell you that, you know, well, they should he should have been doing this and he shouldn't have been doing that and all that. I don't even get into that right. no more. For me, it's right. like, you know, um, what are we doing for solutions, right? So that, that's kind of where I try to stay in that lane, man. Um, but rest in power to the brother George Floyd, man. My condolences to his family. Um, yeah, and you know, uh, I hope we get this, man, this man lost his life over suspicion 
that he was in the store trying to pass off a, a counterfeit $20 bill. That is so, I mean, that's so whack in itself. Like, you don't lose your, if he did this purposely, you, you don't anywhere near lose your life for it. For real, for real, if I'm a store clerk, and I'm not just saying this as hindsight, like, we've had these conversations before. Like, if I'm a store clerk in a situation like that, why not just refuse service? Unless yeah. you're one of the people like the other three people in the news this week where you can't wait to try to get a black person in trouble. Because you know it's going to escalate to more than just the police coming and confiscating it or even just arresting them peacefully. A $20 bill. As much as money gets handed around, you could have got that from another store. Like, I know a dude that ran. I know a dude that ran a counterfeit ring back in the day. Um, you know, I ain't gonna put your name out there. You know, you home now and all that. But but he didn't get murdered. He got a couple years. He ran a whole counterfeit ring when he was making the money. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know, he may yeah. or may not have been you know um of the other persuasion. But we ain't getting into all that. All I'm saying is, uh, passing a twenty cuz like even if he even if he like legitimately did it on purpose, right? Come, it's just, it's just. You don't lose fit. your life over this, man. Refuse the service, fit, man. Make the man walk, like, and and I, like I said, you you said you you still you can't bring yourself to watch the video. I'm not ashamed to say I watched that video and I shed tears, um, because you know we we ask all the time like when is this going to end? Short answer is never, but just watching that, like this officer was hell bent. He did not care. He didn't move. As much as the as much as he was saying he couldn't breathe and everything was hurting and he was obviously kind of tapping out, this dude would not move. He didn't say anything to him. He just stood, he just stayed there kneeling on his neck like a robot. Jim, after the man passes out, in my opinion, after he dies, he still kneeled on his neck without moving, without saying a word for another three to four minutes. Ambulance comes up behind him kind of looks like they're taking the pulse of the guy while he's out, still doesn't move. He waits till they bring the gurney off of the ambulance, put it there, and then once he finally got up, remember, he's handcuffed the whole time. Once he gets up, the cop, like, drags him to the stretcher. Like, he's just a piece of meat. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think, like, reports like, yeah, he was pronounced dead a little while after he got to the hospital. I think that's all cap. That man was dead in that video. Like he was dead before he got in the ambulance, but that's their way of maybe trying to lessen the blow when this guy does get charged. You know, they might say something like, "Yeah, he was still alive when he got to the hospital," trying to act like it's not a murder. That man was murdered on the street, mm-hmm. and, and like you said, and, and shout out to the brother Will Smith. Like, man, racism, it, racism hasn't gotten worse. It's just getting filmed, and that's all it is right now. Yeah. Yep. It's crazy. Pretty uh, much. Well. We, we got to start off the show talking about another one of these. Let me just give you the, the I, I thumbnails just, of the other one. Every Everybody, I think, knows about this one. Um, the, the woman, uh, her last name is Cooper. I forgot her first name. Um, in Central Park in New York, she was walking her dog in an area where, you know, the dog is supposed to be leashed. A bird watcher, a black bird watcher gave her this information. She got irritated. He started filming her. And because she was agitated about being filmed, she went and called the police, told him she was going to do it, called the police, telling them that she was being, she and her dog, that she was choking up, by the way, was being threatened by a black man in Central Park. It's like they've weaponized 
you know, their privilege these days. It's like we know exactly what to do. We know if a policeman comes here and it's my word against yours, like he's going to teach you a lesson. It's like they know this. So they're like weaponizing their privilege now. You had a youth pastor who claimed he was kidnapped by black men to avoid admitting why he was in a hotel room. So you know what he probably was doing in the hotel room. He was either, <laughs> it was either or or and. You know what I'm saying? He was he was getting his Marion Barry on. He might have been doing drugs. He might have been with some some people of the female oh, persuasion that he weren't, wasn't supposed is, to be. Was he, was he, was he Catholic? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, might have been with some no, little boys. No, I'm gonna leave it alone. Yo, but instead of admitting, you know, why he was where he was, black some black dudes kidnapped me. Then there's the Florida mother who said two black men abducted her autistic son, and then they found out that she actually drowned the boy in a canal herself. But everybody's mm-hmm. story is the black dudes did this, a black dude did that. Yo, we don't stand a chance, dog. We don't stand a chance. Yep. They weaponizing it now. Like, man. And like, but the thing is, people still are in denial. Like, that's the thing. That's, and that's why I said I don't even get into the debates because I see yeah. people still in denial. Like, I, I, was, I, was, I literally, like, like, yeah, someone told me yesterday that, you know, racism doesn't exist. It's all in your head. I'm like, I'm like yeah, you go. Told the boy, I said, man, look, man, God bless you. Man. Enjoy your day. I, I, you know what I'm no, saying? I'm no need for a conversation. No need. Yeah, what we talking about, man? What we talking about, man? I'm just trying to free my people, man. Like, you know, that's that's because that's because like we continuously beg for acceptance instead of independence, and I'm gonna leave it at that. Right, right, no doubt. All right, let's let's get into some of these sports topics. This is not many. It's basically us mulling over what sports is gonna look like when it returns. But y'all know, hot topics are always brought to you by my bookie. Look, when sports do return, you guys can make a lot of money sports betting at my bookie. It's legal now. But if you still haven't checked out my bookie, you can get your account up and running now so that you're ready when the games start back up because we don't have any, you know, specified dates. They might just pop up and be like, look, man, we're starting the games on Tuesday. So when sports return, you can lay down some cash on the biggest games in sports by joining us and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. You guys are tired of getting the runaround when it's time to collect on those bets. That's why we urge you to give it a try. If you win, they pay fast with no hassle. If you look at all the reviews, like what I just said is completely true. You're wasting your time betting anywhere else, except for one other place we can think of. But you win, they pay out fast, no hassle. <laughs> um, join now on my book and match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. So just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word, to activate this offer, visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. That's all there is to it. All right, so, Jim, pro sports leagues are getting closer to reopening, at least we think. It seems like they're kind of just waiting on the words. There's a lot of states reopening, and they're giving, you know, their respective teams permission to open their facilities, to practice, and everywhere like that. But I think they're waiting just to get the go-ahead so everybody can make a, a definitive date of when they're going to open back up um yes the nhl they plan to just go ahead and scrap the rest of the regular season but go to a 24 team playoff format you know which basically we've heard about the complaints from like 
NBA players like Dame Lillard. He basically said, I'm not going to play if, because their one proposal the NBA was making was uh, let's get up to 70 games played in the regular season before the playoffs. Dame Lillard being on a team that's in the ninth position about three games out in the West, he's saying, basically, I don't think the risk is worth it. If they make us come back just to fulfill 70 games and we don't have a legitimate shot at the playoffs, I'm not playing. Now, usually I would, you know, say something about Dame in that situation. But when you look at this situation, Jim, a global pandemic, it's not like, you know, there's a vaccine or treatment or cure or anything for this. So you are risking it. They're going to bring the other proposal is to bring everybody to Orlando to ESPN's Wide World of Sports and Disney Complex and have all of the games there. So you, you're still bringing a lot of people. I'm pretty sure they're going to be shuffling teams in and out and everybody's not going to be crowded around, but it's still a big risk. So I kind of understand what he's saying. If y'all are doing this just for looks, you know what I mean? Just to get a certain amount of games played, then that's kind of a too, too much of a risk for him to be taking. Whereas in the NHL, yeah, they're I, saying, okay, we usually do 16, but since we're scrapping the regular season, we're going to do 24. We're going to give, we're going to be fair and give those teams that were on the brink, we're going to give everybody a shot at this. What, what do you think about it, it's funny, that proposal? Right, because on one, I, I, when I first heard this, I was getting ready to go on on Bane, like, yo, what about the fans? But I was like, I can't even really use that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, we always, that's always the go-to they argument. Like, they going to be no fans. <laughs> Yeah, right. like, the fans have already paid to see you. Like, but I can't even use that you, you can load manage now, Jim. It ain't nothing I can say about you load managing. There ain't going to be no fans. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, other <laughs> they than the already, thing They is, already like, blew them tickets. <laughs> what I think about, though, if I'm a player, right, like you know that they're going to do everything in their power to try to keep you safe. They probably should just make all players get the test. Um, mm, every day. And, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. They got the money. But, but the thing is, they're going to try to keep you safe, but – it's also you're going to be a part of history. Like, no matter how this plays out, when we look back in the history books about this season, there's going to be documentaries made about this. It's like you're going to be part of, like, part of history. Like, I'm not asking you to right. sacrifice your life, though. If you really – some people – But they kind of I know are. people personally. <laughs> I know people personally who have who, – who literally have anxiety issues, right? So I can't judge right. anyone. What if Dame has anxiety and he really is on his, like – you know, quarantine John where he ain't trying to be around nobody. Cause that, that, Shout out to Royce White. Like so, he probably curled up in yo, his bathroom man, yeah, so, for the last three months. Man, listen. Man, listen. So I know people that, that <laughs> suffer with anxiety, so I can't really judge if a player doesn't want to play. Um, right. NHL, that's interesting, too, like to have a full playoffs. But I just want to know, like, it, and I'm, I'm, it's one of those situations where sometimes you're like, man, I'm glad I don't have to make this decision that Adam Silver does because right, how do right. you ensure that everybody's safety – and still put out a product that's commiserate with you've been like with you've been putting out. Like this is just a difficult situation, and you know exactly. Like, you you got to get on the other, other side. Back out there, high. Jim, and then somebody does get sick. You know what I mean? Because it's it's yeah. so much. It's so much of a you know. It has to be so much of a controlled environment. Like I said, they're probably gonna shuffle teams in and out of the complex, keeping them away from each other, just have the two teams at a time, a couple of team reps, coaches, and all that kind of stuff, referees. But then at the same time, you got to make sure that when you shuffle them out of here, that these dudes are going right back to where they're supposed to be and and mm-hmm. stay under quarantine because you shuffle them in and out, and then afterwards they go yeah. out on the town like it's a regular old, you know, road game, then that's not really accomplishing anything. <laughs> you yep. you risking people 
getting sick and bringing it back into the complex, which is why I was like, they probably got to test every day. I know they got the money to do it, so you know, so be it. Yeah, but you still got to try to control the environment. So I understand what Dame is saying um, in this particular. I saw some people on social media kind of like, all right, well, if he's gonna do that, then he should have his pay docked and all that kind of stuff. You know, I don't know. I'm not getting into all of that because, like I said, this situation mm-hmm. is different than dudes just load managing and, and you know, like the way they usually do. So it, yeah, it, I'm like you, Adam Silver, um, all the commissioners for all of these sports teams. It's, it's, I mean, these sports leagues, and they got some difficult decisions ahead of them. And and mind you, Jim, me, the NHL said let me, let me ask you we're going to do this what would you do? if if we return. The NHL didn't say this is just the plan. They said this is our plan if we return. So they got a plan A. Plan B is just scrapping the season altogether. So you're saying what would I do as a player? What would yeah? If you're a player, what would you play? It's difficult, man. I mean, because you know, you myself, I, I pretty much, especially out of all the people we know, I think we two are the people who's taking this the most serious. <laughs> Absolutely, we have. I don't know, man. I don't know if it's worth it. Like, I really don't know if it's worth. But, but there's also, especially right, if there's you're also, in a position like Dane. Like, you got cats like, you know, Brian and them on the Lakers, the Milwaukee Bucks, um, the Clippers. You know, the favorites. They like, no, man. We need to get this in. Now we need to get this season in, and you can you understand why they're the ones that's like, now nah, we need to do this. You know what I'm saying? Legacies mm-hmm. are on the line. Dudes are getting older. They got a shot at it. They want to go get it done, but everybody else is not feeling the same way because everybody else... Remember we talked about... I don't think you were back on the show yet, but uh, me and B. Austin talked about that. It's kind of different for certain people because every player in the NBA, even if you're on a winning team, every player's legacy isn't tested by every dribble, every game, every season that they play in. So they can be this like, you know, that's, really that's, that's, do this. That's, that's funny, right? It's funny you yeah. say that. No one ever gets you can tell why LeBron and them is leading the charge. Like, <laughs> yeah, like some people, you know, like like you always say. Think like about some a top dudes, think, a legacy yeah, is top determined by every dribble. <laughs> but think about all the top tier players who just slandered for never winning a chip. And then you got guys who like are just as great. Like no one ever says, you know, Dominique Wilkins, he never won a championship. No way. Right. No, no, some dude, no some dude legacy don't depend on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just weird. Like, how do you? But I, but I think now, now in thinking about that, right, that also goes to greatness, right? You're mm-hmm. so great that it becomes an argument that you didn't win a championship, right? Because think about Barkley. That's right. always been a knock on Barkley. Although Barkley was one of the greatest players we've ever seen. You know what I'm saying? Like even Patrick right. Ewing doesn't get judged like the way Barkley does. Um, doesn't and that's and that that, that does show you that because even the people who say that while they're completely trying to crap on Barkley, just like that's why you're saying it though because in your heart you know how good he was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Said, there's a lot of exactly. lot of dudes I, I out there that guys, don't like, get that treatment. Yo, know, people don't slander Dominique. They don't come at Gary Payton. Although Payton did get one, he got a cheap job. He, I think yeah, he, he one chased one. He's on somebody's bench. Yeah, he got a cheap <laughs> job, but he chased one and and well, no. Yeah, he chased one in Miami. He, he got one with, he chased, with yeah, he got he was in Shaq first and in Miami. Yeah, did, did and then rolled out with so. Shaq. With the, yeah, he got Gary like yeah. got mine. 
pretty much. But no, but that, that's a great point, though, man. Like, you know, Brian and them who are chip chasing, they, they want to do it. But if you're Dane, but here's the other thing, though. How old is Dane? Dane is in his 20s, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, Late. we old and watch now, but we know what it is when ball is life and you're that young. Is also that part, too. Some of these dudes are hoopers and they know nothing else. So mm-hmm. some, of them are going, some of them are going to be like, you know, um, looking forward to just getting the game in. Like, yo, you remember when you're a young boy and we don't play ball for a couple of weeks, yo, it's almost like not getting your hands. It's like you got to have a – and it's not that you can go shoot around. Like, you need to have a competitive game. Like, and these guys are another level than even what we were. Like, these are professional ball players who exactly. made it to that level. So they still have – they got to have that itch. Exactly. So, you know, dudes, dudes definitely want to get out there. But I know it's, a, it's another faction of dudes that's probably shook as hell. Like, for who, for what? Like, I play for the Knicks. What do we need to go for? <laughs> like, like we, the Knicks don't need to fly down to Orlando. Like, for what? But uh, yeah. we, we'll we see how that plays out, man. The MLB, they made a proposal to their players association, and their proposal was basically saying they want to do pay reductions on top of the already prorated salaries, and they want to get in an 82-game season. Um, MLB players are saying FOH. You know, a lot of them stars are like, you know, y'all going to mess with my money like that. Like, if you're going to do that, then it's definitely not going to be worth it. Mm-hmm. If they did this with the 82-game season, because, like I said, they've already prorated the time that they missed. So they want to prorate it down to 82 and just take uh, um, Trout, for instance. He's still under the deal mm-hmm. that before his extension. So he's scheduled to make like $19 million this year. So if they do the proposal that yeah. they're trying to do, he's going to make like $6 million. Mm-hmm. And they out here like, no, nah, FOH, man, you can't make us play. And, you know, it's not even hyperbole to say that this could be a life or death situation and then they're going to snatch all your money like that. So the mm-hmm. Players Association came back with a proposal saying, um, you know, how about we try to get in a season with at least 100 games and not, you know, kill them on the money the way that they plan on killing them on the money. So we'll see if Major League Baseball goes for that counter proposal. But, yeah, it kind of sounds, you know, it, it sounds kind of suspect. What the what the league is trying to do? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Like you always try, but these are such trying times, right? So the first thing right. you do is you think like, man, they they up to something. They trying to do something, but uh, man, I don't, it's one of them things, man, where it's like, yo, I'm glad I don't have to make none of these decisions and and, and answer none of these <laughs> questions because <laughs> these are unprecedented. These are unprecedented times, man. But but also, right, so when you talk about what hockey's going to do, what basketball is going to do, what baseball is going to do, are we going to be, like, blessed to, as sports fans, have everything going right now? Like, you know. Uh, I don't know. And, man. And is, this, that, and is that even a blessing? So so I think about it, too. Like, if everything's going, like, is that even a blessing? Do I even want that? Right. Right. Yes. What do you crazy. do? Like, what do you do? Like, because cause think about it. Like, if they if they made this like specifically like with NHL, let's talk about the NHL because neither one of us mm-hmm. really watch it. We're we gonna keep it a bean. We really don't watch it. But yeah. I watch a tournament. Like, I jump on the I'm playoff bandwagon. So I guess I'm gonna be watching if they come back. Yeah, <laughs> but I'll watch it. No, I'll watch the tournament for, for for one because of the history of it, and also for mm-hmm. two, just see how this plays out because now you you're, you're 
you're basically proving the theory that the regular season doesn't matter anyway, because this is where all the excitement is. So mm-hmm. I would be tuned into something like that. But then at the same time, I want to see these uh, these basketball games in these empty stadiums and these these, these baseball. Uh, how baseball going to have a strike during a pandemic? Because uh, the players don't agree they're going to strike. Pandemic strike. Either pay me less, pay me my money or pay me no money. But I ain't taking less money to come out there and we're spitting sick. Yo, um, pandemic strike. Basketball going to look like a, a pickup game with rest. <laughs> Nobody Man, in the I audience. I don't look on TV. I've been thinking about this because, like, when you watch basketball on TV, even even either being there or on TV, the crowd is such a big part. I even think more so than any other sport that, like, the crowd is such a big part of basketball. Like, what's it going to be like? How they how you even uh, televise that? Don't forget about don't forget about professional wrestling. Yo, I, I watched wrestling recently with no crowd. Yo, that mm-hmm. was terrible. Because all they do is play off the crowd. Because they're out there Absolutely. <laughs> so all they do exactly. is play off the crowd. I'm like, yo, this is... Like, I already got to a... You know, and people still love it. But I just think I got to an age where I just think wrestling is trash. Tried to give yeah. it a chance. You know, tried to introduce the, the young boy to it. And you turn to it and there's nobody in the crowd. And you can hear everything they're saying to each other in the ring. Every noise they're making, it's just, it's terrible. And and it's like, there's such a, it was such a lull in the action when I was watching. It seemed like the commentators forgot to keep commentating. So that makes it worse. They're not even saying (laughs) anything. And all you hear is these two dudes in the ring grunting, (laughs) probably trying to give each other cues. Like, yeah, I'm about to do this to you now. (laughs) It's crazy. But no, I I feel you basketball the same way because, you know, like football, the crowd pumps you up. Usually the crowd reacts to a great offensive play or they're pumping up the defense. Like basketball is such an up-and-down game. They're, you know, the crowd, you're, you're kind of playing off the crowd almost like wrestling because every single play, something happens. If a crowd goes quiet at a basketball game, like that's like one of the most terrible things that you can see on TV. Like, damn, they're just not into it. You know the home crowd, the home team getting smacked or something. But um, yeah, it's gonna be weird, man. It's gonna be so weird. So, Pete, this we talking about safety and who's willing to chance it and risk it. Um, in Maryland, here in Maryland, they're about to ease restrictions on businesses and gatherings and youth sports and youth camps and all that kind of stuff. Now, that's one thing right there. Like, who's willing to risk that? Who's willing to risk their kid being a guinea pig? You're opening mm-hmm. back up, and, and you're, you're asking, like, the governor, like, okay, you're going to open youth sports and youth camps. You're like, like, why? Did something happen that we didn't know about? The numbers are still rising in this state. So, like, yeah. what's making you make that decision? Are we to put our kids out there as guinea pigs? Would you do that? <laughs> Man, that's, like, no. So my question is, you you have a son who's a, you know, you got a son that's an AAU and all that. What are you going to do? I'm hell no. Like he, he boy about to be nine in two months. Like he got a whole lot of time to to see if the world gets safe before we go back out there. Like as far as basketball is concerned, they've been doing this 2020. So they've been making do. They do practices over Zoom. Um, you know, we pulled a little portable hoop outside so he can get shots in because after his league was canceled that he was playing in at the time, after that final game, like, he really hadn't shot a ball 
in like almost two months because I hadn't bought the hoop out. We couldn't go anywhere. You know, he could dribble in the garage or, you know, we let him dribble in the house sometimes because we new age parents and we crazy. Um, but yeah, like it's not that serious. Like I will keep him active. Like I will keep him from falling off. So when he does go back out there, he'll still be fine, but I'm not willing to put him in harm's way like that. I talked to his baseball coach on the phone last night, who's also the commissioner of the age group that he plays in. And he was saying, even though they were uh, doing this and they put the, they put the baseball and the soccer leagues on hold, everything else they canceled. Mm -hmm. Still trying to like hold out hope for them still playing. But the coach was like, I can't in my, in good conscience, put them out on the field because I can't promise the parents that they're going to be safe. So even though they're not saying it's canceled, he was like, we're not going to do spring baseball. And for me, it, it really wouldn't have mattered. Like if they called up and was like, we're cool now. I'm, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Now coaches yeah, also, man. they use like group me and all that stuff. His basketball coach, um, his spring summer, AAU basketball coach hit everybody up with that article saying that. And I'm sitting here kind of like, all right, what's your point? I don't mean we come to practice next week. <laughs> I'm like, what do you put that in there for? It's like they think because they lift the restrictions that everything's okay. Yeah, I, I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it's like yo, your cost benefit analysis. Nah, it ain't worth it, cause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, numbers still rising though, Jim. I'm like, you can't even That's say what... to us, okay, we're doing this because we had a sharp decline in the last two weeks. No, they're doing this because they're like, all right, man, the country and these states are going broke. We got to we gotta open stuff up. And yeah. camp, I'm not sending him unsupervised to some camp where he's around kids all day. When kids get around each other, they will forget everything mm-hmm. that you said to them about social distancing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm good. I'm cool. <laughs> yeah. He'll just be practicing yeah, at home until something until something happens. All right, yeah, man. It's, so it's, it's, it ain't just it just ain't worth it, man. Like I, in the grand scheme of things, it's just not worth it. Like, nah. I don't know, man. It's just still it's, it's stupid. And I know it's gonna be people out there. As soon as they say go, they're gonna be out there with their kids. Um, you know, we've seen we haven't seen that many cases from kids, but I'm I don't bank on that kind of stuff. We keep talking about mm-hmm. it. Ten weeks ago, black people couldn't catch it. Now. Black people are, you know, most of the numbers. Like, I'm, not, I'm not going off of, well, not that many kids caught it, so. Nah, it, yeah. it, it's, not worth it, it's not worth it at all. But that takes us to our quote of the week, so we can get back to something we talked about earlier. And our quote of the week comes from Michael Porter Jr. of NBA fame. Oh, he says, as much as you pray for George's family, Got to also pray for police officers who were involved in the evil. As hard as it is, pray for them instead of hate them. Pray that God changes their hearts. Again, that's Michael Porter Jr. Uh, from the Denver Nuggets. Um, Steven Jackson, former NBA player Steven Jackson, didn't take too kindly to those words. And the reason being is George Floyd is one of his close friends. Ironically, they even mm-hmm. look alike for all their lives. They've called each other twins. Um, so yeah. Steven Jackson had a couple words for Michael Porter Jr. Some other NBA players, what did Mo Harkless say on Twitter? Like, yo, know, somebody get their rook. Somebody get their rook. <laughs> somebody get their rook. 
Because in the grand scheme of things, that's the kind of stuff that Christians say in situations like this. <clears throat> and even if you're a devout Christian, sometimes, especially if you're a black person in this situation, sometimes you just don't want to hear that. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not time to, to hear that. It's kind of a tone-deaf remark because that's what we've always been taught to do. We've always been taught to turn the other treat, pray for your enemies. And, and, and those are things that we learn from the religion that, we, that was kind of forced on us when we were brought over here. So it's like, you know, yep. sometimes that stuff doesn't apply because the people who taught us that are the ones who continue to oppress us. So like, yep. you know, whether you go home at night and you really do that, pray for them, like nobody wants to hear that right now. Like <laughs> we're angry right now, so you can kind of you know. What'd you think about that? You you think that tweet was a little tone deaf at the moment? Yeah, I'm like who? who low who half privilege. He ain't got no. He ain't got no. Could he ain't got no like no homies. Like what you doing, cuz? Like <laughs> and, and, and you know, I, I honestly like I, I felt sorry for him because that means that you know I know that um he was raised by his mother, right? Um, he missed his dad. Like he was lashing out at his father with that post. Now, ain't is is Michael Porter Jr. Is he mixed? I believe so. Or are we just like assuming that because he likes you? <laughs> I believe so. I believe so. No. Hopefully, I ain't making that up. Let me check it because I don't want to be slandering him because that's that's my thought. <laughs> my thought is, if I'm not right. mistaken, because everybody everybody was. swear that that the boy like Russell Wilson is is mixed and he is not. He is none nothing of the such. Nothing of the sort. But he just. He just, I guess he just quote unquote seemed like it, but no, Michael Porter Jr. Man, like I said, it, like it's honorable, it's noble that you feel that way and that you practice that if you really do. I mean, because a lot of stuff people say on social media these days is, is, is lip service. But like I said, whether or not you do that, like that's just not the message people want to see right now because people are sick and tired right now, and we keep hearing the same message. Yeah. And and it, and some people even do it publicly. You know, remember when the when the Botham Jean got killed in his own home? Like his family was praying for the person who killed him. They're hugging her at at court and all that kind of stuff. People do it, but there's also a lot of people who's tired of being given that advice in times like these. This so. this goes back to the. Uh... Uh, I just can't. We all just get along. <laughs> can't we all get right. get along? Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and, and the funny thing is, people feel like if I do this, I'm I'm saying the right things and doing the right things. But, dude, like, at some point, I'm gonna need somebody to snap and be like, "No, nah, I don't forgive yeah. you." Like, cause yo, my man got to get. That's what he he, that for his brain. <laughs> he was trying to start the like, Michael Porter brain. He's such a nice guy. But what he don't understand is he gonna get attention that he don't want. It's still like that meme we saw. Well, it wasn't even a meme. It was a uh, the John we was talking about in the group with um when the boy was like, I agree, he, I agree with him, such and such, and then people started commenting. He was like, Hold up, only white people like what I'm saying. I gotta be on the wrong side. <laughs> right. something, something might be wrong. Something might be because wrong. Because I've seen people Casey like Mack hold that stance. in the chat. Casey Max said, "Gotta remember, Michael Porter Jr. is also 21 years old. He ain't lived it yet." Yeah, we give people that excuse. At 21 years old, I wouldn't have said, you got to pray for your enemies. And I wasn't a bad guy at 21. years old, I would have said something. I would have went on. I would have been the opposite. Right, right. And probably got in trouble. I would have said something. (laughs) 21? No. 
Yeah, you're right. I just said something I didn't mean, but it would have been on the whole other side. I'd have been trying to yeah, burn 21. down everybody and kill everything. <laughs> At 21, we were listening to a lot of Mob Deep. <laughs> yeah. It would have been yeah. so different. Like, yeah, we, we, yeah. We'd have been trying to stab brains with nose bones. Like, <laughs> yeah. it would have been, you know. Holding four pounders to your head. Like, come on, man. But yeah, yeah. But I understand what you're saying, Casey Mack. I mean, because he's, he's 21 and he's coming from a different perspective than than guys like us. Um, but still, at some point, man, we're gonna have to stop giving these cats that kind of excuse. Like twenty-one, he's not a child. Um, he just thought he was saying the right things. And at thirty-one or forty-one, he might feel the same way. It might just be who he is. Yeah, he and that's the thing. Yeah, he might. He, he might feel that way. But <laughs> Casey Mack said he's naive. Else. Yeah, that's the thing. He might have just been he, naive enough to actually say it out loud. Um. I bet you after this, he he learns. Like, I ain't saying that no more. <laughs> he, he got to pray in private next time instead of trying to get everybody else like, to pray he, with him. He he actually might he actually might feel that way. But hmm. my thing is, this just go this just goes to a bigger point of everything ain't got to be shared on social media, dude. Right. Like I've had right. thoughts that I yo. It's funny because I, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. Like I have like certain posts that I write. I run by my wife. Like, should I say this or no? <laughs> like, cause, cause you got everybody gotta have somebody they run stuff by, man. Like when you yeah. when you know you about to say something that's a you need little, a editor, you need a you need a filter, you know. You gotta yeah. go to somebody. Like, oh, is this cool? Like, I was thinking about saying this, but I think it might, you know, somebody might take it this way, which might be the right way to take it. But should I say it? <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> definitely need that buffer sometimes, man. Yep. For you. Yep. Air somebody out, and it just be just just the wrong thing to say in that kind of form. Um, mm-hmm. You know, social media. So, all right. So, um, yeah. So that's that's stacks. That's his homie. Um, I really think if he didn't even even in these articles that we're reading about and the stuff that he's saying, if he didn't even clarify that that was just his homie, and if he just kept saying my brother, I don't think anybody would have. Thought different of it, yo. The dude looked just like him. Like, how yeah, do you do. grow up in the same area, and y'all? And Stephen Jackson ain't just like he has features that are different. Like they got that James Evans type of nose. Like, how do two dudes who are not related who grow up in somebody's father was playing around? I ain't trying to hear that. They just, they just. <laughs> <laughs> That's his twin for real. It might not be. It might be what they call it. The ghetto twins when your pop got two John Franklin. It could be or or, or one of John Brad. Well, listen, man. Everybody got a doppelganger out there. Sometimes you just happen to be in close proximity to him. It's crazy I've seen when you doppelganger one of your best friends. That is crazy. I had a doppelganger yeah, yeah, though that yeah. went to college with me. So that was you Yo, know, that was. I, it, listen, I got a boy he, in the same city that that, that it's, it's a boy in Philly that resembled me. Like the funny thing is, we met each other because of that. And we cool, like it, it's almost it's almost like a season, that's kind of that's that's how me and dude got. I mean, we didn't like hang out, but we we spoke, and, you know. And that was because people were like yo man, people say I look like you know. I ain't never go up to him and say that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just not that. Yo, type but it's of funny dude, though because when we see when I see the when I see when I see the brother, I'll be like yo, what's up, bro? Like we we that's how we speak, but we laugh about it. But we ain't like tight. Like we we never built yeah. a relationship so like Stephen Jackson built with that bull. But I, I like I, I do know that. <laughs> 
And, and it, it, it's all fun and games, right? Until one day I was driving down Shellingham Ave, and this, this young lady was in the car cussing me out. And I'm like, yo, what are, I don't even know you. And then I rolled the window down, and she recognized. She was like, oh, I thought you Next like, time you say, like, oh, you're like, like, man, you're getting me in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Street. I was like, I thought, so it's funny, though, because now we're friends on Facebook because there's social media just now. I, 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 I inboxed him like, yo, dog. I told him, like, yo, dog, you, uh, you got woman. Where was the chick, Jim, this week? It wasn't a doppelganger, but it was somebody with the same name as the, the woman in the Central oh, Park situation. Oh, Amy, uh, well, uh, yeah, the camera she was over in Britain. She was over in England or something. She was in the, in the UK. She was in the UK yeah. and cat. She woke up. She woke up to people threatening her life. <laughs> He's like, yo, I don't live in the states. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, she so was like, I'm on bed rest. She's like six months pregnant on bed rest, and she woke up to her Twitter account with cats talking about I'm gonna kill you. Hell. <laughs> She's like, what? But you know what though? Like, was that dream real last night? What I do? But this 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 brings up a bigger point, right? Like, so as much as we like to say that you're only responsible for what you do, it's kind of crazy when you think about the world, how things happen, like the whole butterfly effect, right? Because mm-hmm. this this young lady made a decision on the other side of the world in a park, which was stupid. And now you got people threatening this lady on the other side of the world. I was thinking about this yesterday, right? I was looking at the cops that was like having to um, sit in front of the cop's house in Minnesota, right? right. And it's like, Imagine getting called in, and that's the that's the job they give you. Like, yo, we want you to stand in front of you. You may not agree with them or disagree with how you in front of the house that every black person in the city want to kill. Yo, the whole world want to kill you, and you just stand there and take that, all because of dude's decisions that he made. It's like you make one decision that has so many ripple effects. Imagine being an employee at Target and you try to go to work today, and there is no work for you to go to, all because of one. Asshole. So this one okay. asshole kind of you affected so many people's lives. Wendy's and that's when they that, burn down Wendy's or something. Yeah, man, they, they must have never tasted that spicy chicken sandwich. Because once you taste that spicy chicken sandwich, you'd have left Wendy's alone. But that's, that's um, true. Add but a little cheese they to it, little pickles. They already assume they ain't mess with Popeyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but <laughs> but no, but just think about this, right? So it, it it just makes me cognizant of like as you move, like your decisions, like. Sometimes you say, okay, my decisions affect my family, but you, know, you never had know who you may affect with, like, a decision that you make. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's why uh, – And, to keep and also, there's, that's why, like, there's situations in life where you'll never find out. That's why, like, we see yeah. this kind of stuff in yeah. movies, and it, it, it kind of pulls your coattails to it. Like, damn, like, that could happen because of that, and then because of that, that could happen. I'm like, I probably did that before. <laughs> but you just don't know because you know it's yeah. not a movie and nobody's tying it all together for you. <laughs> and and the crazy know. part is the crazy. You know the crazy part is this, man. The crazy part is man, like you just you just like you said. Sometimes you find out, sometimes you don't, man. But it just makes you think because in the making sports related, there's always why Bill Russell, um, one of the quotes from his book, he was like. Don't thank me for, like, you know, being a hero and doing all this. He said, because life is really simple. You know when you're doing good and you know when you're doing bad. Like, it's just that simple. <laughs> he broke it down to that simple. Like, yo, no matter what the decision is you're thinking about, you know what's right and what's wrong. And most of us try to justify things. But if you have to try to justify it, then you probably shouldn't be doing it. And it's really that right. simple. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he was like, people say, you're a race fighter. He said, because racism is wrong. It's very simple. Um, And, you know, it just said. When you make decisions, man, you just never know. Like he, he didn't, he didn't mess up his city. Like yo, the entire city is getting burned down because of one guy's decision. Right. I mean, and we're already like you always have to keep throwing this in the midst too. Like you're, we're already in a 
a global pandemic where cities and yep. states are closed and they're not making money and businesses are, are failing. <laughs> You're just making it worse to come back because the city's probably already broke. So it's crazy. But shout out, I, I, I got a couple homies in um, Minneapolis, man. And I um, actually talked to one today. He actually went out to a little rally. He went to an actual protest or a rally, not a riot. There's a difference. Somebody actually tried to play that yeah. card with me today, like, you mm-hmm. know, how we do. And, and we have a right to do it. But somebody tried to play that card like, oh, when they go to the Capitol buildings with guns, they call that a protest. But when it's us, they call it a riot. I'm like, nah, son, what they're doing in Minneapolis right now, that's right. We need to start we need to start we need to start hitting up buildings with with, with, with pistols. That's actually probably you know, you, you I mean you get affected either way. Um that's, that's the difference though, line, we riot when you know something crazy happens as far as race relations towards black people in America. We riot. No doubt about it. White people riot when their team win the Super Bowl. That's the difference. Like y'all be burning stuff, flipping cars over because your team wins. Like we actually have a, a reason to do the stuff we do. But of course, we can play that card. We will be condemned more than anybody doing that kind of stuff. But like, I'm not mad at them. I'm just not going to play that card. Like that's not a protest. That's, that's definitely a riot. Um, our stat of the week, though. Um, and, and, and shout out to the, the Chi-Town homie, Court, if you're listening. Uh, this stat of the week is for something from something that he posted on the page. Uh, one of the joints that, Court, that you had to, that you told us, you had to put the disclaimer out there. All right, this is not a troll post. <laughs> this is something different. But um, stat of the week. Remember the time when Paul Pierce played all 82 games of the 2000-2001 season, averaging 25 points per game, 6.4 rebounds, two assists, I'm sorry, three assists, and 1.7 steals after being stabbed 11 times in a Boston nightclub just a month prior to the start of the season. He was stabbed in the face, the neck, the back. He was punched and kicked as well, and he suffered a collapsed lung. And this dude didn't load manage not one single game. Like, even if you don't like the truth, you know, I'm a fan of the truth, even though in his uh, analyst career, he, he severely plays himself every time he gets on TV. But I know you ain't really bang with him like I did when he played, but you got to give him his props for that. <laughs> Especially oh, now no, when shout, we need to take off because they just don't feel like it. This dude got stabbed yeah, eight, 11 times a month for the season, collapsed lung, played every game that season. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Ben, shout out to Benzino and the Made Men. Um, and for those who know the story, they, I mean, you know why I said that. But shout out to them. But uh, mm-hmm. no, man, listen, it, it's it's different time. Um, and you know, he he that's the kind of player he was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, somebody I somebody get stabbed now a month before the season. They missing the next two. Oh, they ain't playing season, the whole season. They taking the season off. I'm talking about the next two seasons. Yeah, they taking the season. Off. <laughs> Especially the contract guarantee. If I just signed a new deal, I'll I see y'all in two years. Low managed two seasons on you. I got a collapsed lung, man. I'm out. <laughs> you know, so shout out to the shooter. What do you think? What do you think of Paul as an analyst, man? He seems like his whole stick seems to be personal, trying to 
get more props from himself. He's definitely a LeBron hater. Um, you know, he'll admit, okay, LeBron is one of the top five or ten players I've ever seen, but he slights him in so many more ways, um, unlike he does any other player out there. He goes out of his way to give some he people used props. To, he used to. He kind of used to do that with Kobe, too, though. He kind of used yeah. to do it with Kobe, too. He and he like you know, but then he chilled once everything transpired with Kobe. But it's almost like he's fighting for his props. Like everything right. is about how they fare in comparison to him. Like they'll ask him a question about a player, and he'll somehow like compare them to him with every like you know. Well, when I did this, like it's always in a comparison and, to you. And, and the, the thing is, though, Jim, I understand because you know I hold him in a higher regard than than a lot of people. It's like I think his name should be mentioned when you're talking about that particular era. But he does kind of get pushed all the way to the back. But at the same time, I guess it's difficult for him because we always say, well, I'm not going to speak for myself like that. I got to kind of let people do the speaking. But then when he shuts up, nobody does the speaking for him. So he feels the need to go on TV. But that that right there should let you you know something. Kobe Kobe was always in your face with how good he was too. But when he shut his mouth, Others spoke up. Ain't nobody speaking up for you, Paul. So that's t- like in the yeah. words of Draymond Green, you ain't Kobe. You ain't Kobe. <laughs> oh, what you, what you, I love you. What you thought you was Kobe? <laughs> You're out here trying to get a full <laughs> web to him. I hate that that yeah, came that from Draymond. But that was hilarious. That's hilarious. Yeah, and I'm Draymond not saying because y'all know me and Jimmy, we defend Draymond, Draymond all how much better, yeah, But Draymond, Draymond do not care how much better, how much better right. you are than him. Because Draymond will run his mouth to anybody. He run his mouth to Barkley. <laughs> he, he can always point to those rings. Yeah, those because rings. that's what society is. That's what society has come to. Because you know, again, I know whoever listens to us all the time, y'all hear tired of hearing and saying it. But the Jordan era ruined basketball for everybody coming up after him. Because now, all of a sudden, for superstars, it's all about the ring. Not even superstars now. Like I said, you can have a dude like Draymond talking trash to a Charles Barkley, and there's actually people who will back him up because he has championships <laughs> and Charles Barkley Casey doesn't. Mack. It's weird. Casey it's Mack. weird. Casey Mack said Draymond, a.k.a. triple single. <laughs> <laughs> triple single. Yeah, but it, it's single. crazy where we live in. And I do not remember this when we were growing up, man. I swear I didn't remember. I don't remember people beating our ears down with Bill Russell having 11 chips. I really don't. Maybe I was, you know, maybe I was in, in different circles. I, I do I do to a certain I do to a certain extent. It's like, I, I don't remember it, it all, man. Extent. I don't remember I nobody remember like I remember beating it, us up about I remember champions. when when Mike when Mike started winning his because it was it, it was a it was a thing, but then like once it, once Mike got to a certain level, like, you know, once Mike got the uh, I believe I might after after the, I say the fourth ring cuz even before then but when he came See, back and won another though. one, that was still a part of him ruining it. Now that you did this, the people that don't like you are gonna. We need something now because remember, and Jimmy, yeah. you remind listeners of this all the time. Because as much as much love as, as he gets now, you remind people all the time, like yo, people didn't always like that dude. Like they used to Not say all. that all he could do was score, and he never was gonna win a championship. So now that he's gotten several, now people had to dig for something. So that's probably when we started hearing, but just before that, like yeah, I've never yeah. like championships. Of course, everybody wants to win a championship, but 
I never just heard the public just beating that down. Now that's with everything. That's the first thing people say. <laughs> it's the be all, I mean, it's the be all end all. And, and, and even and if you got you know, one, like but, you don't have enough. <laughs> like it's easy to see, do. That's also it's also part of culture. Like you know, B. Austin likes to always say, you know, his favorite go-to line: "We're in a microwave society." You know, I can't say it mm-hmm. as, as elegant as B. Austin says it, but he always talks about we're in this microwave society. Um, and I think that's part <laughs> of it. Brother from the <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's but that's part of it though. So it's just it's just easy. It's quick, lazy argument. You got any tips? No, all right, you trash. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like every. It's, it's it's almost like how people look at everything, you know. The, the the bigger conversation we're having about what's going on in Minneapolis, people just want to make everything simple, black and white. Like they take yeah. the nuance out of everything and the context out of everything. Like it's context to championships, right? If there was no context to championships, they wouldn't be as important as they are anyway. Because the best team yeah. would always win, and we know the best team doesn't always win. You can stack yeah. a team yeah. and not win. Context to every single topic in sports, but you know, don't tell that to the people out there. <laughs> don't tell that to everything in life. And, and, right, but don't Listen, tell that to people that want to push a narrative for them. Sports is so beautiful because you can learn about life through sports. It's context to every single thing in life, man. So you know, stop being lazy, y'all. You know what I'm saying? That plea is gonna fall all on deaf ears. All right, let's go to the phone line real quick. Got the homie Nas calling in down in GA. Nas, what up, good brother? How are you? Oh, what's up, homie? Man, I'm good. What up with y'all? Hey, hey, look, man. Paul Just Pitt, angry told like everybody boy. else. <laughs> hey, always. And it sustains me. Keeps my teeth white, like the boy Paul Mooney would say. Look, look, <laughs> Paul Pierce shouldn't have, told them, shouldn't have told them boys that they bought that five mics in the source back in the day, man. Um, made men would not appreciate that comment. And then they had not five like, mics. Y'all remember that? Yeah, yeah. I do All remember that. Yo, I do remember that. Album was trash. <laughs> Straight trash. They got five mics. Everybody was hot. Benzino was on the board of the magazine. Insane. But, yo, mm-hmm. did y'all see the Denzel video yet? I did not. What did he do? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I saw oh, I saw both my comments. Well, I saw I saw a picture of it and I saw this description of the picture and I'm like, I don't know how you got all that from a picture. Talks about how he put himself in between the homeless man and the cop, and he gave him a meal and all this other stuff. I didn't see the video though, so I don't know like, I don't know what really happened. Yeah, well, they got a homeless. The cops are on a homeless guy, and I guess Denzel pulled over, got out the car, and walked over. Like you can see the video, and he intervenes, kind of uh-huh. calms the dude down, and kind of makes the situation go clean. But, dude, I, I, I couldn't do nothing but laugh because all I could think of is, like, you in this crisis, the police are right there, and you hear Denzel's voice coming across the street. Coming to <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> like, I, wonder, I, I wonder if Denzel made a guarantee. I guarantee. I guarantee. I guarantee I'll take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was just trying to imagine what this dude said, man, because it's Denzel, dude. Everything is patented. Like, we know the mannerisms, the speech, mm-hmm. like, everything. Yeah. So I know that joint with flames, man. But <laughs> but as far as Minnesota, bro, the companies who aren't being burned down, they probably about to make a pro-police statement right now so they can be burned down. You know how much <laughs> insurance money? Yeah. Man, that's a great-ass point. <laughs> mm-hmm. The last two business quarters been hell for them. 
They love getting insurance money. Now, nah, all they got to do at this point is send out a tweet that says "Blue Lives Matter." <laughs> it's on. Fact. It's on. Get your spot tore up, bro. That's the best check right now. You don't want no parts of this pandemic economy. Were you exactly. were you paying more for the lights than you are getting the receipts for the day? Like soon nah, as they, yeah, yeah. they treat that state farm gonna be like, God damn it. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> They're gonna try not to cover it. Like you did this on purpose. <laughs> All right. And then people are like, no, oh, just, just stupid people talk too much. That's that's my main thing. Like people are on Facebook, like, yeah, see, they're burning up their own community. Now these companies are gonna move and do the like, dude, companies move based on income and what population is there. They got those right. decisions made five years in advance. Like, they're not <laughs> moving because, like, when Kentucky wins the championship, do you see the, the local Walmart that got messed up? Do you see them move all of it? No. They, know, what's in the area, they know what bread they're getting. If you're you making bread. If stores going to move. <laughs> oh, go ahead. No, I'm, I was agreeing. I was like, if you're making bread, they, they don't care about what's going on now because they know it's going to be brighter days out there. They're not going to move just because right. somebody got upset. <laughs> that's nonsense. Now, if you see four dollar stores close to your grocery store, then yeah, that's about to be a food desert because that grocery store about to get up out of there. Dollar mm-hmm. store drive my house in a minute. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's when you know a company about to move. But uh, yeah, this this is gonna get real convoluted, man, because you do have organized protesters there, but that doesn't matter because you got the people who are rioting there, and that's gonna be the thing that's covered. But it is what it is, man. Part of the game. We've been doing this since they threw that man tea in the water. So you know, right. it is what it is. Part of Americana, right? Always. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nice. Quick question for you: If you're an NBA player right now, and you're not like one of the top four teams, the favorites, and they say, "All right, we starting back up next Wednesday. Everybody come down to Orlando to the Wide World of Sports. You playing?" Nah. And, and honestly, man, <laughs> and look, I, I'm a, I'm a basketball junkie. Like, come on, I'm, I'm a basketball right, junkie, man. I watch <laughs> just about anybody hooping, especially if they're good. But, like, wh- why are they even playing? Why not just wait till next season? Like, all yeah. of these contingency plans sound like some high shit. Like, like they really sound like blunt smoke talk. We're going to have a dog. We're going to keep everybody in there. Cancel the season. Like, just, just cancel the season. You gonna man. keep NBA players in a dome and they are gonna stay there twenty four? That's what you telling me. NBA <laughs> players, bro. Not right. Right. Stories write themselves. We got to do that. We snuck, we snuck out it. on the third night. Met these IG models. Like, dude, right. that's not gonna happen. You're not gonna keep them in there. Second part. If somebody catches the virus, what happens to the whole competitive nature of the, of the attorney? So if, if Giannis right, like, goes down, the Bucks keep playing. No, yeah, and, and yeah. then and then like the other team, like you're not, you're not going to play. Nobody's going to want to get near anybody. Play defense, like it's, it's it just might not be. Yeah, right. and then like, what if one, what if just one person comes down with it? You got to stop the whole thing again, don't you? That's that's what we right. were told before. I mean, because remember, they're saying they, they they'll isolate that one person. person. Yeah. But now this yeah, is what we were saying earlier. The level of importance of that person changes the whole playoff. And then the other mm-hmm. part is we only go tie asterisks to this if somebody wins who ain't supposed to win. So if the Lakers and the Clippers sure. win, we good. But if the Indiana Pacers win, we're going to be like, all right, man, it's fake tourney, man. Mm-hmm. That wasn't no real shit. 
Hey, like, we ain't going to expect that. Oh, Debo got hot on the ass. He wasn't even healthy when the season started. You know they're going to win. You know the Nets going to win because KD going to come back. <laughs> KD and Kyrie going to be healthy. <laughs> the no. smart, the I, I would feel the same way, way, you know. Unless the unless the Sixers won, and I tell everybody talking that asterisk stuff to FOH, but <laughs> other than that, this season is a wash, man. But that's why we asked you like the top four teams because you know those those teams basically have superstars on them whose legacy is is at this point determined by every single game, every single season. Like we go to the to the Lakers, of course, LeBron's name is the first you got to say because. LeBron is in those GOAT discussions. He is a part of, you know, he, he everything is scrutinized and the fans, it doesn't matter how many you win, they got to it got to be a ring count to go up against Jordan and Russell and Magic and all of these kind of people. So people like him, like they want to get it in regardless like of the risk. But everybody doesn't right. feel that. So it's like can right. you scrap it? Very top players want to play. want to be a made man if he don't get one it's basically he walked in that room and they said there's nothing we could do he's gone sorry he's gone and i got I that and i'm a good fella greatest movie of all time yeah yeah i i look he hope to come back and i hope the lakers hope the lakers win this uh this dome tournament and Brian gets a ring just to watch the Brian haters and the Brian lovers go at it about, about this ring. Because <laughs> that's going to be all the talk. Dude, that's I can't the take it. Man. first take and wish for all day. Yeah, I can't take it. I'm the dude who want to stand in the middle and just grab both of them and make them headbutt each other. <laughs> like, now, now what, what if it's really bad basketball and we see games like 83 to 79 and and stuff like that. Uh, what happens then? It will be bad basketball, man. If we're not getting full access uh, on the court microphones, then I don't want these. Like, we need full access. I need some of them KG all-time quotes that we got from a few times he was mic'd up. <laughs> you have to. There's, you know no crowd. Like, There's no crowd, so they might as well use that as entertainment. <laughs> We're gonna hear a bunch of a bunch of basket like a bunch of squeaking like that's trash. We definitely need. Uh... <laughs> I need all that, bro. All the chat. But yeah, that that boy Dame, he know they ain't gonna make the playoffs, so he like the hell with it. I ain't playing. I, I feel him. It is what it yeah. is, man. But, I mean, because the thing is with Dame, he's figuring if they finish out the whole eighty-two, which I don't think there's gonna be a chance. They might, you know. I always thought Portland was gonna come back and get that spot. But if they're just trying to yeah. finish out like seventy, they might not be able to get that spot. So damn, it's like he on hey. the Ricky Waters, man. For who, for what? Try, the part I didn't understand though, he said, "I'm gonna be with my team. I'm gonna sit on the bench." So he's kind of <laughs> making it seem like regular injury is his is his um, his fear. When even if he wasn't thinking about it, he has a great excuse. You know, I'd be like, "Yo, I don't want to risk my life." With this virus, right? So I'm not gonna be on the bench. I'm not yeah. gonna be anywhere. Hold up, y'all, y'all trying to, y'all trying to like tune in. Oh, no. Also, it's one of the all time. Like ten, ten second delay. Like, what did he Gordon do to deserve that, bro? Like, it's one of the greatest quotes of all time. What did he Nothing do to deserve that, man? He, he just played a few KG team. That's all. Also, he wasn't even getting happened, minutes happened, at that point. 
<laughs> what happens? Also, what happens when you, your first game is against the Jazz? You got to guard uh, Rudy Gobert, like because you know. <laughs> I mean, that's, gonna that's still a thing. Like, player, man. <laughs> Rudy gonna twenty twenty and and twenty. <laughs> yeah. And what if Donald Ben Mitchell yeah. still really just don't rock with that dude? Like, right. open about it. You know what I'm saying? This ain't somebody made you mad. This is somebody played around with your life like it was a joke. This ain't something you get over real quick, man. Yep. Yeah. Well, right. Donovan Mitchell yeah. out there was making veiled promises to the people of Utah after watching the last dance. So my hold on, people of Utah, we got you. So he ain't doing that without Rudy. He ain't even coming close without what? Rudy, so it must be cool now. <laughs> got you what, season tickets? Like, man, right. Oh. The other thing was, that, hey, man, if you're a reporter and you're on that Dallas Cowboys beat, when Jerry Nim leaked contract details to you and you go out and report it and then somebody asks them about it and they deny it, why the hell you keep falling for that? Like, why do dudes keep doing this? <laughs> this rush should be first. Like, Jerry's going to leave you in the wind. Like, why do you keep falling for this? Uh, Jerry, like, no, nah, I didn't say that. In my Blue Austin voice. We live in a microwave society. <laughs> they don't want to be right. They just want to be first. They want to have the scoop. And they, like, they're going to keep falling for it because they want to be first. They want to break some big news, and they're going to keep falling for the okey-doke until it's true one day. Jerry, or they don't have to die. <laughs> Jerry rolling blood to laughing at him. But that's all I got for today, man. It is what it is, bro. I came back and listen to y'all. Uh, all right, man. Thanks All for right, your man. call, Jesus. Right. I'll let you. <laughs> All right, we got homie Tobias calling in out in Arizona. Roll damn tide. Roll damn tide till I die, fellas. Guys, boy, you're coming back with America team in the fall. Alabama football, baby. America team. Uh, <laughs> the country boy. Tobias, calling, Tobias calling us from in the pool tonight. You sound like you underwater, man. Hey, hey all I got to say is, uh, you want to get news and stuff, right? Let me tell you first. The NBA needs to come to a decision. Stop all this planning around, asking everybody what they think. Be a town commissioner, be a leader, and say this is what we're going to do. The longer you take, yeah. you're going against the NFL. And I don't care about the finals. They ain't going to talk about you. We talked about that earlier, though, man. Jimmy mentioned that. That's not an easy decision, man. Like, I, I feel for the commissioners in this in this situation, man. That's not an easy decision, see, man. You can say, fuck up and be a leader, and then he calls it, and then six players die. <laughs> then everybody's going to be like, yo, what was he doing? <laughs> Professional sports vaccine first. You know they're more yeah. important than the average citizen. Yeah. <laughs> they, they were getting tested before citizens. People thinking, oh, uh, COVID nineteen ain't hit here yet. No, y'all asses ain't being tested yet. You got to yeah. be on your deathbed. Remember in the beginning, you had to be on your deathbed to get a test. 
but the NBA yeah. players are getting or like, average or movies. average or average twenty and ten. Right, right. He was average twenty and ten, and he he was cool. You know, and also can we add can we also add Clyde Drexler, the the guy who's a coach Houston men's basketball, who didn't show up to tip off most of the time. It was you know uh, to 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 the list of you got something to say, make your own damn documentary. Uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, you know what kills me about this? All these folks are mad, right? If you don't like the guy, you don't like the guy. Can, can, can he ever be a man and say to himself that he didn't lay his hand for trade instead of taking these back channels and sub-tweeting and being all passive-aggressive? The probably why, 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 why future be taking your wife on those milk yacht trips. But anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah, you but, lucky you, you know, cause me and Jimmy weren't gonna say a damn thing about any of that tonight. But <laughs> yeah, but, 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 Yo, it Tobias in the you in the drop through? Yeah, Tobias in the. <laughs> hold on one second. Hold on one second. Like no, but what Can I was you guys see me better now? Yeah, there you yeah, go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Like RoboCop after he rumbled at two oh nine. I sound like be off the phone right now, but I'll go ahead. <laughs> no, what I was saying is it was just a great time. It was great timing for that documentary, and it's just going to, you know, people have nothing else to talk about. So hmm. they dominate the news cycle with, you know, people complaining about 20 years ago, giving their opinion about 20, 30 years ago. So if I'm a, if I'm a person that, like, is in the middle of talk about. I'm rushing to get it out. I'm just rushing just to get make, it out before just sports just, come back. Like, just make some random topics. Plenty to talk about. How good was Dr. Yeah, Jack? Yo. You know? <laughs> Listen, man. If I got if I got a if I got a documentary and I'm like halfway done this, I'm rushing to get that out. I'm dropping all sorts of sports docs because it's a great time for it. Yeah. You know, and one like, thing also I don't like that Michael Jordan no I, 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 I kind of saw this rumor mill, and uh, you guys are smart, unlike our troller there. Um, at a shout out him was like Giannis should go to the Warriors, and also they talked about LeBron should be MVP because all this. I'm like, well, he has AD. And y'all tell me, not you guys, but to me, y'all told me Chris Middleton's trash. So who's doing more or less here, people? Uh, <laughs> you know, but. Hey, but man, you know, you, you know what the narrative depends on? Because if, you, if you're trying to hype something on the other side, then Chris Middleton's not trash. He's a good <laughs> Chris player. Middleton, it's like, Chris Middleton is only trash if you're trying to hype Giannis. If you're trying to hype yeah. any other player in the whole thing, then he got Chris Middleton. <laughs> and, you know, and they keep saying he should go to the Warriors. What? I believe the Warriors window is closed. I never been a big Draymond guy. He ain't the same as he was even those couple of years ago. Iggy is done. He just collected a check. Oh, he ain't even there no more. He organized a trade, and he probably still ride the bench in Miami. But uh, so in Livingston's gone. A lot of those key pieces, and so you go, you go end up rolling with Wiggins. But I just think that he could win a championship in Milwaukee. That's like the first I mean, I don't year think, that we I don't really think their window is closed if they get Giannis. But at the same but, time, but you know like, it's no guarantees like it was when KD came over. That was a guarantee. Because because you guys remember Dwight Howard leave, you got to win chips. He his he buys 
probably as well stay in Orlando. Wait, it would probably still would have loved him, but over now. Look what His Hall of Fame resume stopped the minute he flew out of that airport. I mean, he's going. Darren Williams probably in the Hall of Fame. He stayed in Utah. His, his, his first half of his career, his resume is so crazy. He still has Yo, to make it. Yo, he was so dumb. But it just stopped when he, he flew so out of that airport. Early on that, right. I don't know what happened. Like, he, he literally was on his way to being the next Shaq. I mean, he wasn't the same size, but he was that dominant. Like, he was. Listen, he everybody, that's what happened. He dominated. This is what, yeah. this is what happens with Jim. Like, I don't understand why people, like, you get so close. But that's the thing. Like, people, like, I guess it feels like starting over. Like, we got so close, and now we feel like we got to start over. I got to get out of here. Like, nobody, nobody can convince me. I'll never be able to prove it now. But nobody could convince me that LeBron wasn't going to eventually win in Cleveland without running to Miami. Nobody could convince me of that. But the pressure is on these guys so much because dumbass fans, all they care about yep. is who you win the championship, winning that. And Real you can't quick. even grow anymore. Like, you got people from this generation even saying stupid stuff like, well, what happened to Mike the first seven years of his career? Okay, that was a time when you had to earn it. Like, you had to grow into it. But now they crown you from the door and then they tear you down when it's taken too long for you to do what they want you to do. And I think LeBron succumbed to that, that pressure. I'm him. I'm like, F y'all. That's why, I, that's why, I know LeBron that's why Zion trash. He's too good not Zion to win. ain't got no rings. He trash. But the thing is, he's not there yet, though, Jim. He's not there yet. Like, right now, Zion, has, he's, he's being crowned by a lot of people. Give it four years, and they, and they haven't made any real progress towards at least a conference finals or playing in a finals. And, oh, the design, they, they're going to start tearing down that, that statue just like, just like they did for LeBron and put the pressure on him to do what he had to do. No way. He's too good not to have Yo, one. I'm telling you. Real quick, but though, I can't um, prove it. Shout, shout out to, shout out to uh, also um, other Buccaneers fan, DJ Willie G. He just put a post in the group. Um, you know, ESPN writer uh, Dan Orlovsky. He believed Dan Orlovsky right. made a comment. He made a comment. Um, calling Dame Lillard like spoiled and entitled. Oh yeah. And Dame respond. And Dame responded to him. Dame With said, bars? "MF, watch your watch your mouth." So you don't want no problem. <laughs> yeah. he, got, he got a little hey. spicy. He said, "My back." You know Dame what? Dame what? Dame Dame like, Dame from the title sport. You know now, I got to remember, I'm only a little guy in the NBA. Face to face with everybody yeah. else in the world, I'm a big dude. Like, like watch your mouth because I know where you be. Like, now, you know. Yeah. And, and that right sentiment is out there because we talked about it earlier, but you got to remember. And, and, and that's why I said Dane should have used the easy card when he talked about this. I just meant, like, this is a life or death situation for real. I think he kind of messed up when he was like, I'm a, I'll sit on the bench with him. I'm like, for what? You need to Why stay away from this whole thing. Yeah. You need to stay away from this whole thing. Yeah. And, and I, like, I don't blame like, you. know, I met Benny Del Negro like a while back, right? And he's like 6'3". So if NBA style, he's small, but he's a big guy. Right. <laughs> you, you see him. And it's like, damn, he's a big guy. No wonder he want to put hands on John Paxson. But, um, hey, <laughs> like, but yo, Steph Curry. Yeah, they look small because yeah. they're out there with a bunch of seven-footers. But they walk up into the crib, you know, in the normal atmosphere, they're the biggest guys there. So, 
people and I know you guys don't have much time. Cause I, I know you guys still on low management time. Oh, yeah, you know you're managing like but, at least 45 yeah, minutes, but, 30 minutes of the show. But, yeah, so. yeah but, but you'll be complaining about uh, watching your kids in a puzzle five minutes later. Maybe you should have done the show longer. But anyway, uh, <laughs> 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 but – no, you right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> when we watching this, like what happens to George Floyd, you know, you know, my condolences to his family. I heard, I saw Kaepernick with a tweet, and I'm like, Cap. First thing that my mind was, I know I'm going to lose my black card for saying this. Dude, I'm not even really worried about what he says anymore. The dude let his own narrative get taken over, and it's like, Cap. Uh,. I, I know he donated some money, but it's like, and this is why I'm when I talk about athletes speaking out. I always say it's a slippery slope because they expect you to speak out on everything. They expect you to do do it the way they want to, and uh, and that's just, that's one reason I'm like I don't care about not speaking out as long as you ain't like whitlocking this piece. Uh, but you know, but the cat doesn't even like, have to. He doesn't even have to make the statements he makes. Every time something happened like this. All you got to do is show a photo of himself kneeling. Bingo! He don't need to say this nothing. Is why, this is why I kneel. That's all he needs to say. He ain't got to make no special to say. Just throw it in their yeah. face. Like, you know, y'all, 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 yeah. y'all really was up in arms when I did this, yeah. and I did it because of this, but now this happens, and, you know, y'all not yeah, as outraged about this man kneeling on this man's neck as I was kneeling for a damn song. Anybody <laughs> know what Jay-Z at right now? Is he behind the scenes? Got making on power moves. I'm still waiting on thinking money of a way to walk back those. He, he's trying yeah. to think of a way to walk back those kneeling comments. Hey, I'm still waiting on that sauce money album to come out if it ever did. Uh, like Cameron said, "Where's sauce money at?" Uh, <laughs> but my last—that <laughs> was a great diss. But you know, my last thing is that I just think that uh, when you, you know. The NBA just needs to just go ahead and come back. Even that whole one to sixteen thing, I'm not a big fan of it because hey, I just keep it the way it is. The bigger issue, in my opinion, is the is like the uh, three out, just not making the first round three out of five again. Make that three out of five again because there's no way to have one. You want, you want it like that all the time, like from now on. Yeah, yes, yeah, the, the first yeah. round three out of I mean, five. You know, five. You, you know they're never going to do that because they make more money from a seven-game series, even if it don't, you know, unless it don't, don't last seven games. Yeah. But, you know, that's that's two more full stadiums. Um, that's <laughs> two more nights of concessions. That's two more nights on your TV deal. Um, I forgot to ask you about that, Jim. That was also one of NBA's, something that they're mulling over, maybe just seeding it one through 16 in the top 16 teams regardless of conference, make the playoffs. You know, they've been trying to mull this for a while, but I don't think team owners, I don't think they're ever going to sign off on it. But if there's ever a time to maybe slide it in for one year, this would be the time. Because what people always say when they bring that up is, we went to the, you know, we, we, we went to the East and West format because of travel restrictions. And, you know, people traveling east and and traveling all the way to the west during the first rounds of the playoffs, you know, that's that's just not that cool. Um and it's a disadvantage for the for the team that has to do the most traveling. So now they're like, 
you know, the pundits for it are like, if they're going to all be in one spot down in Orlando, this is the best time of any to test it out to see if people, you know, how they would feel about it. Um, even if they never do it again, like they could do it now just because there's no travel involved. So would y'all like to see that? Like, I, I kind of wouldn't because I'm, you know, I'm a purist. So I still but, the East West format. It's a problem, but it would be though. it definitely would be more fair if you did the top sixteen. Especially in the problem, these, like, these years and eras where the, the conferences are so lopsided. You know what I mean? But but like mm-hmm. this year, there's equal eight and eight that would have qualified at the East and West anyway. Um, I, I, I think you know, I agree with you too. I think the East kind of stepped it up in the last year or so. They got um, all the younger teams that coming around. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because you know everybody was doing what we said on the show a couple of years ago. Why? Which is why I had no problem with the Sixers were doing. People were tooling up. Everybody knows LeBron and whoever he played for owned the East. I was like, <laughs> I don't care about the Sixers tanking because by the time we get good, Bron will either be old. I, I thought it would be you know Bron will be old, but hey, even even better, Bron moved over to the West. So the stranglehold on the Eastern Conference isn't there anymore. The crazy part is he's a smart dude because I think he just – he knows when to fold them. I really don't think Cleveland would have – I don't think they would have come out of the East last season. You know what I'm saying? But LeBron knew exactly when to go so he could always say, look, I loosened it up. Y'all would never – you know, I had a lock on the East. Y'all wouldn't make it out of the East if I would have stayed. Nobody can prove that that's not true at this point. But now, I think a lot of those teams that were tooling up and kind of waiting their turn, getting a little better, that may have ended up overtaking Cleveland anyway, now those teams are good. And LeBron's not there, so you got, you know, you got a whole, you know, there's a chance for everybody. So I I think the East did kind of step it up. Um, I still think the best teams, of course, the best two teams are probably in the West. But I think whoever makes it to the finals from the East is not going to be a slouch for any for any for the Lakers or the Clippers to beat. So yeah, and you're right though, and I and I know you guys got to run, but I'll say this: yes, I know they saying black. No I know coming. they yeah, because I know <laughs> they say black folks are tearing their own community, destroying, they're destroying, they're destroying their grocery stores. Well, guess what, guys? Amazon delivers my food and medicine all the time anyway. Shout out to Amazon, baby. Turn away, fellas. Turn. <laughs> all right, man. We will let you next week. Peace, guys. Peace. All right. Yeah, we are going to get out of here in a few minutes. But, Jim, just tell us real quick what happened this week while we were on the grind. Because I don't think there's anything we got to, you know, stretch out and talk about yeah. too long. We can just mention what's going on. Yeah, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't too much to talk about. But uh, as you all know, why you want to grind is brought to you by Sports the Book, the best sports book ever written. That's the bottom line. Go to sportsthebook.com or go to warroomsports.com and pick it up. Uh, Jordan Brand gets 32 a full ride to college, right? So, you know, Michael Jordan is getting his uh, philanthropy. I don't even know if it's Michael Jordan because the, the article said Jordan Brand, Brand specifically. Yeah. And, and and I got to do with He's always gotten Jordan. his philanthropy on. He just never opened his damn mouth. <laughs> like, yeah. for calls. Yeah. Hey, he's so money at anything. Yeah. But, 
This is true. Right. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, people, yeah. People in the world, people tell us how to spend our money and what's not enough. You know, they want you to be political. It's true. Um, so we're going to give you a couple – here's the funny thing. Like, why you want to grind, like, you know, well, actually, it's usually during NFL season, NFL um, offseason, because they be wilding out there. But we got a couple <laughs> a good – so Jordan flat. gave some bread. Jordan gave some bread, uh, full rise to college. Andre Drummond, he left a $1,000 tip at a restaurant. And, you know, generally we wouldn't be reporting people's tips and, 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 and all that kind of stuff. But if we report the, uh, the bad when they leave $1 tip, we got to report when they leave $1,000 right. tip. Right, because so we definitely laughed at um, Shady, Shady McCoy's ass when he left, like, a dime for somebody or whatever that was. There's a few people. Yeah. Yeah, we got we got to be fair to, to Dre Drummond, even though he probably left a tip and a note. The note price said, make sure this go viral. <laughs> but shout out to yeah. you either way. And my thing is this, because I didn't really read the story. Was he leaving a tip for carryout? Because what restaurant is he sitting yeah. in at this point to leave a $1,000? Pretty tip? much. Yeah. yeah. He gave a, he gave a, had to be, had to be carryout because you can't sit down nowhere these days. Not right now. Um, so speak to him. Um, last, now, your man Tom Brady, right? No, nah, they said he um, was sitting. He, he was he was at a restaurant um, in Delray Beach, um, having a, having brunch or something like that. So this must be somewhere that's oh, yeah, open. Pocket. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. So, see, and and this is the thing, though, Jim. And we want to bring all the NBA players back to play in the same place. And you got dudes out here that's, you know, what I mean, and restaurants. The bill yeah. was only one hundred and sixty four dollars and twenty five cents, and he left a thousand dollar tip. So, I mean, shout out to him for doing that, but why are you sitting in a restaurant right now, dude? Yeah, you drawing. So now we're going to poop on you, even though this will be a good thing. Fuck you, tip. Yo, last thing that happened while you were on the grind, your man Tom Brady, uh, he's trying to sell his uh, tricked-out stretch Cadillac Escalade ESV, um, and he originally purchased it for 350 k Damn, Tom. Well, no, he... Hold up! Did he originally purchase it for three fifty k, or he originally purchased it? He sold it for three fifty k. I know no, the truck is actually right. like they, they, said he, they said he purchased it for three hundred and fifty k. Um, because right, it had. So I know he, so he's put so basically, yeah, he's drawn. It's got all kinds of stuff in it. He's drawn with it. Yeah, it said it has six way electric reclining seats, a thirty two inch TV, Wi Fi connectivity, um, but all this stuff like they showed it. He got all this stuff on the inside. The three hundred fifty thousand dollar vehicle, and that joint sitting on some straight up Cadillac factory eighteens. <laughs> man, you know Jay Z said rims is dead. Jay Z told you rims dead, man. <laughs> Yo, but I'm saying, even if you're going with factory joints, you got to tell them like, "Yo, it's a stretch. The truck is so big, you, you shouldn't see as much wheel well as you see in these photos." I'm just saying, for the sake of holding all the weight on this truck, you need some bigger wheels, homie. But you do know if it was a black quarterback, he'd be sitting on, like, 49s and wouldn't have any space. His tires would be rubbing the wheel well. <laughs> and he wouldn't be able to, 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 to drive anywhere in the joint. But, no, if you guys are interested, um, I'm pretty sure, you know, it's a it's a vehicle. It's an automobile. So if he bought it for 350 there's no way he's selling it for 350 because that's a depreciating asset. So if you're interested in buying it, um, he got it from Becker Cadillac, and it's if you if you want to inquire about purchasing it, you can do it on Becker's website. I don't even know what it is, but look up 
Becker Cadillac and you know Google will help you out. So if you got you know two two fifty k laying around and you, you want a nice tricked out Escalade that own that was owned by a famous person because you know I, everybody in the world sweat famous people and their belongings. Go ahead and get you Tom Brady's car. I bet you somebody in um Tampa Bay buys it. We can bet that. Oh right yeah, now. somebody gonna draw. He's gonna be a um he's going through a midlife crisis. Oh, the dude's going through a midlife crisis or a collector or probably somebody overseas who just want to say, yeah, I, I bought Tom Brady's car. You're going to buy it and then paint so Tampa, Bay, Tampa, Tampa Bay on the side of it. <laughs> Tampa. <laughs> Yo, but that's what happened while you were on the Grizz Nae. Uh What happened on this Dayton Sports, though? Yes, sir. We're about to get out of here. But before we do, we're going to let you know what happened on this date in sports history, and that's brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. If you or your business need a custom website like Becker, well, for dynamic, professional, and most of all, affordable custom website solutions, you need Digital Extreme Technologies. No need to break the bank for an effective online presence. Top quality, results-driven websites at incredibly affordable prices. So you're basically getting the Escalade ESV of websites, but you're only paying for a Tahoe. Remember that financing options are also available. Visit digi- <clears throat> excuse me, digitalextremetech.com or call 267-205-4203 and to make sure you get those discounted rates, be sure to tell them that the homies over at War Room Sports sent you. So this date in sports history, May 28th, 2006. <clears throat> we talked about both of these dudes last week, and these are the two, if there's two, probably just two in baseball, the two Sasquatches of baseball. On that date, Barry Bonds hit his 715th career home run, passing the other Sasquatch, Babe Ruth, on the Major League Baseball all-time home run list. And also, definitely want to take this to give a couple of birthday shout-outs. The homie Skyview Kev in the chat room. He's been holding down the chat room probably for the better part of the last seven years or so. Back back in the day when the chat room was popping. But now, you know, Skyview even, and Neil, even though you're they hold it down every week. Um, <laughs> and, it, and it's just the two of them. It's not, you know, remember them days, then where we actually had to talk all oh, night? Like 35 people in the like chat 30 room. people in that joint? Kev was there back yeah, then. I'll, I'll so happy yeah. birthday. Shout out to you. And since you're one of the show's originals, man, I got to give you it's one of these. my birthday. Yay! <laughs> and I'll also be remiss yeah, man. if I can give my brother, my partner, uh, Jimmy the Blueprint, a birthday shout out as well. His joint was yesterday. So, same to you, Yay! brother. Appreciate that. Salute to both Appreciate of y'all. Barry Bonds and the other Sasquatch bull. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yo, and, and, and Kev, even though you're a Raiders fan, man, I still want you to know, man, it's all love, man. Appreciate you, bro. Um, so, happy birthday. <laughs> you just said bro. nine years. Stop playing yeah. with me. All right. So, that, I'm <laughs> telling you, that's almost from the beginning. We've only been doing it, what, nine and a half? If that, Listen, man. Um, yeah, we, shout out to Kev. He's one of the originals, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He, he, he part of the family, man. When when, when the Earth opens back up, man, we got to travel out there because he in Vegas, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. When Earth opened up, man, you know, they got a stadium now, too. So we can go catch. Because <laughs> I'll tell you what, I like to travel, but I don't, <laughs> I don't think I'm leaving this, the U.S. of A. anytime soon. So I, I might I might have to go to Vegas just to, like, you know, just to get my. I don't know. I might drop. Think about it. <laughs> U.S. of A has become. Yeah. They might drive to Vegas. <laughs> we get an RV. 
yo, make a family trip out of this yo, joint. Remember, remember that time we did go to Vegas, guys? And, yo, we ended up in Vegas and we got off the joint. It was like 117 degrees. 117 degrees. And for some reason, our dumbasses walked from Caesars all the way to the Luxor because we didn't have anything else to do that day just to buy tickets to see the devil later on that night, Chris Angel, at the Luxor. (laughs) Yeah, he's definitely a devil, man. I saw the boy do stuff, man. I don't even want to talk about it because it scares me right now. But anyway, man. (laughs) That's probably one of the best things I've ever done in life. But it's still different, though. I, I, you know, we I tell people this all the time. There is legitimacy to that whole dry heat, you know, humidity thing. 117 yeah. degrees here where we live, we walk a oh half a God. block and you might die. There, yeah, you're dead. You walk, it was hot, like I, you know, the sun is the sun, the heat is the heat. But I wasn't really sweating like you sweat at home. Like it could be 78 here, you walk right outside mm-hmm. and it's like. The humidity just engulfs you. You can't breathe. So it was hot as hell, but it wasn't the same as 100-degree weather on the East Coast or even somewhere like yeah, no Houston. Houston and New Orleans, probably the most humid place I've ever been in my life. You just walk outside and you feel yeah. like you're underwater. Shout out to them. Yeah, I've been to Houston, man. Houston be drawn. But, yo, um, yeah, shout out to you, uh, Scott. We're we going to make our way out there. Um, You know, you got to show us where all the spots at. But that being said, man, um be out. You know, it's time to get out of here, man. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room. Everybody on social media with us up and in the group chat. We appreciate that. Tune next week live right here on demand. Catch you up on everything happening in the world of sports, whatever that may be. Um, tell you about whatever kind of atrocities happen to our people. So until then, enjoy your weekend. Start next week. Please stay safe. Be considerate of others. And we'll see you right back here next time. Catch all of her. Listen. Everything we do could be found at the hub. I want everybody to go to the hub of warroomsports.com. Even if you've been there before, just go check it out because we got everything going on there. Social media, all the content social media. we create, all of our links to everything. You know, you can go to our website, look at our Facebook feed and say, nah, I'm not what's going on there right now. Let me go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. Shout out to Brian and Jordan for, like, you know, ruining Facebook. But anyway. Until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance, and we'll see you chumps on top.
War Room Sports, www.warroomsports.com. What? Ain't no more to it. <laughs>